Now, something somewhere always happens that really catches our attention. And when you talk about something that really captures the attention and kind of warms the heart, um, and I've got to remind you as well that uh, due to the cricket, we are going to be on for the hour on Metro FM. Otherwise, uh, Radio 2000 continues uh, with uh, the cricket right throughout. So uh, enjoy the ride with us here for exactly the hour uh, here on Metro FM. So, 21-year-old Slintlantla Shozi. Super, super talented soccer as well as rugby player from KwaZulu-Natal. And when you go through her story and you see the kind of achievement from such a young person... Uh, becoming the very first ever Springbok Women's Sevens player to score a hat-trick in a Rugby Sevens World Cup tournament. And that obviously coming through from SA Rugby. And she also made an incredible achievement on debut at the Women's Rugby World Cup Sevens that was held in San Francisco, USA in July of this year. And she's a border player, plays as right wing, Slintlantla Shozi joins me on the line. Good evening. How are you, Sne? I'm good, thanks yourself. Very, very well indeed. In fact, excited to be chatting to you because it's such stories, again, that warms our hearts and makes us feel that, you know what, the future is bright. I hope that you feel <laughs> the same way as well, uh, being somebody who is so super and multi-talented. You know, at the age of, what, 21, your interest yeah, and your achievements... At such a young age, has has that surprised you? I mean, I know that it's about you that we're talking about, but has it surprised you? Um, sometimes when I think about it, I get like very honored to to have all this achievement I have now. And obviously, yes, man, I'm very happy to be at this stage. Um, at this age, what was it about? I mean, let's start off. Thank you very much, Natalie. A very good evening. Let's with start off with the one which makes sense to me. Former Reserve Bank Governor Tito Mboweni has been sworn in oh, as Finance Minister shortly after the announcement of the former minister. Okay, don't worry about that. We're going to sort it out in a second. President Ramaphosa. Okay. Western Cape Economic Op- I think someone's there was jealous of our conversation. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but you there. Uh, um, you're still just telling me about whether or not it still takes you by surprise. Um, can you say that again? No, I'm saying that uh, before we were cut off, you were still telling me about whether or not it still takes you by surprise. And you were kind of giving me a bit of an outline of what's taken uh, for this journey to be where it is at the moment. Yeah. Okay, should I, should I, should I tell you? Ken? Yeah, if you don't mind. Um, firstly, how did it rugby? Okay. Yeah, let, let's start um, off with the with the rugby one because uh, that's where the interest is, and and half the time, it's, there, it's about the family background at times because somebody in the family would have played rugby. Sometimes it's actually not even about a family link. Was that the case with you? Not even, not even anyone in my in my house or in my family had ever played played. Let me say sport itself or rugby no one i was just the first lady in fact yeah at my family who ever played sports to to that level so what what triggered the interest because something somewhere would have sparked the interest to say here's a sport that maybe you know generally 
show. <laughs> Maybe in the Eastern Cape, people love it. And it has a large following amongst the black people. But what about you as a KZN person? I started rugby way before I came to, to Eastern Cape, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I started playing with touch in high school when I used to go to Clough High School. It wasn't something big for me at that time instead because everyone in school used to ask me and beg me to come and join for them because I could run and like, go all over all people and all that. And yeah, I did play till someone saw me playing at King's Park, one of uh, Rova's guys. So he asked me to come and join like the normal and yeah, the normal rugby. So I went. Even that time, I wasn't really excited about playing rugby. I was just playing it just because someone asked me to come and play. You understand? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so eventually, when I started to understand rugby, where Coach Owen took me to play for Jaguars, that's when I kind of understood rugby. Because even if, like, we scored a try, so now we have to convert the the, the try. They used to ask me to just come and kick the ball because I was coming from soccer. Mm. And luckily, I was, every time I kicked it, was, was, was always in. So it all started like that. So I played for Sharks. Mm-hmm. I can't remember the year, probably three years back. Till I played for Sharks, and uh, I started to, to be serious now about rugby when I, when I played for Sharks. And the same year, I was invited to, to the national side. Till at, now. At, at what point, though, because I believe it was the Springbok women's sevens coach, Paul Delpot, uh, who kind yeah. of noticed your talent and, and, and kind of wanted to get a bit closer to you and your talent, especially at a national team level. What did Paul say to you? Coach Paul saw me. I don't know where, where we were camping for um, 15 though. Yeah. We were camping for 15 then he saw me then and then he saw me again. The time when I got the call up for 7 now. He saw me. The last time he saw me we were playing at um, for Varsity mm-hmm. in Pretoria. That's when he really saw me playing now 7 because he used to saw me playing uh, 15, but now this time was this year when you're playing um, for varsity. So, yeah, and then he came up to me and he said to me he would like to have me in his program. With no time, he called me, and then I went to a camp for sevens. But almost and, immediately yeah. in, I mean, they didn't mess around. You, your talent showed that you were not even going to be a fringe player, you were going to be one of the starting sevens or starting <laughs> 15 player. That's what it was, wasn't it, Sne? Mm-mm. And and to be to be roped in because now this is about representing your country and everybody realizing your true potential. How does that sit with the Then you about confused How how then do you look at it holistically and say, my goodness, maybe my journey is destined for bigger things. And my representation of my country is something that is, I don't know, God-given. It's part of a talent. How are you figuring oh, yeah. this out at that stage? Uh, yeah, I'm still, I'm still trying to, to get bigger, if you understand what I mean. Yeah. You understand? Like I see that every day, each and every morning, I wake up and think about it and be like, you know what, this is, this is the things that I still want to do. There are still, there are still things I want to do in a field of play that I haven't done or haven't seen before. You understand? So, in Kulgakuru, Lendo basically means because I'm going to lie every day, I'm going to lie every day, not that I'm going to lie every day, but it's my dream. You understand? Yeah. 
And and then how's family reacting to all of this? Because here you are now, you being presented to not only just a, a, a province, but you are being presented to a country uh, that has got to play, you know, Commonwealth Games, has got to play some, you know, senior uh, women's rugby championship tournaments, not only in South Africa, but around the world. How are they reacting? How are they supportive towards your calling? Uh, I don't know if a lot of people do know about my calling, but most of the people that I play with do know that I have a calling. And yeah, uh, and yeah, my coach also know. And yeah, but they just fine with it because and. Yes. As much as Lampa Gabanya Bantu, won't feel comfortable. Of which I haven't, I haven't experienced that. Can Hutumitanga be comfortable around me or anything like that? Because we, we, we need to put the context there because when, when I said calling, uh, it could have meant one of two things. But here, let's, let's deal about. The other calling. So this is not about your talent as a rugby or soccer player, uh, but this is about the real calling. I mean, abaning bakulumangogba by sango, abanya bakulumangogba. Yeah, boys in day ning maning amaka amongan kazangai. But when yeah, so when when we're talking about that, let's talk about it now. And and because you're saying some people feel slightly uncomfortable because of that particular calling, yako. How would you describe it? And when would you say? You, you you discovered that it is there and you've tried to incorporate it in your day-to-day functioning as a young person. Um, okay. It all started when I was back, when I was in um, Kerritene. Yes. I was, I was playing against Border. I was still playing for Schwarz at that time. I was playing for, for Border. And then it all happened in the field of play. Yeah? And everyone was there and, yeah. It was just a whole drama thing. It was just, I don't know, it was something inside me telling me to do things that I was denying to do. You understand what I mean? Like and what? Give me examples. Back. Give me examples so that we so that we live this thing. I just find it fascinating, as Nintendo, <laughs> to be very honest with you. I really find it fascinating. And, and you sharing it with us actually puts us in that moment. So don't even be yeah. shy to leave out some of the details. So you're saying it happened within the game, and then what happened? Okay. So let me just tell you everything in detail. Okay. So now when I'll say this thing, because, okay, my ancestors, let me just put it that way. You know when you have that feeling when you, when you, when you feel like you have a second person inside you? Mm-hmm. Okay. It feels like that. It feels like there's this second person inside you who communicates with you. That's what happened to me. You understand? But this person, every time... He says something, I don't do it. It's like he overcomes everything that I do. You understand? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that happened. And then, yeah, the game stops because I was crawling down and then the moon scene, the game wasn't too good, was happening, everything like that. But the person that even Kumilagian at that time was actually there at that time, who was Sabelo, Yes. You understand? Yeah. So he was actually there, but he was uh, the person who came with Ipota. He was not a person for Amashaks, you know? Mm-hmm. So in I got sick there, and then they had to stop the match. 
And that's how it, it literally started. There was nothing wrong with you on the field. It was just literally, as you say, that inner voice that kept talking to you and you ignoring it that was now saying, saying cartel, I'm going to make sure that you hear me this time. Yeah. And actually, you know, sometimes and then you are forced to go down. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, people, I mean, they would say it, and, and I would repeat what they say is they would say that Usdentlandla is a Sangoma in training. Would you agree with that statement? Um, let me think about it in training. Mm. Yeah. Let let me just say yes for now mm-hmm. because um I don't know if you understand but yeah. In training let me just say yes because Angago Kutus. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Who says on it look? Yeah, fifteen percent. Oh. Says Angelok. I mean that that is around the corner. And I mean, but how do you deal with this and that's what I'm trying to present to South Africans right now. A full picture of who you are, your journey. Great football player, great rugby player representing her country right now. And then obviously having to deal with your calling. And one that seems to be rapidly advancing, uh, you know, to a stage that we've just, or you've just described to everybody now. When you level with people, I mean, you... Nobody would ever know because it's not something that you put forward. It's it's a personal journey that you're on. Yeah. Yeah. Dealing with it overall, do you think people in time would be very open-minded so that they don't see it as something additional or something weird or something they need to be afraid of? I think I can't believe this, Kathy, but I'm about to understand the length. You understand? Yes. I want to understand because about understand because about But now I feel like not if you are in sports, you can't be in the sports. You can't be in the sports. You can't be in the sports. You
You understand? Yes, yes. No. So as much as as much as Sikulu Mangayo, we just free about it. Bongo Muntu is a bakantiro. You understand? And 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 I mean, what a, what an example you 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 will turn out to be because at times, and you're saying you had to pay attention to it, is that we will recognize Usnentlantla Shozi and know what this name and this surname represents excellence on a sporting field. And that is why I'll invite anybody that's listening to the conversation to give us a call 089-110-3377, otherwise 0605842250. An exceptional talent in South Africa, literally 21-year-old Stentlantla Shozi uh, is somebody who has rocked football, soccer, that is, has rocked rugby uh, currently at the moment and representing her nation representing the national team. What is next? I mean, from a tournament perspective, uh, what's what's the next stop for you from a from the rugby side of things? Yeah. Niti, what is next for you in terms of tournaments on the rugby side of things? Well, because the teams, the twelve fifteen, that is going to be on the twenty, not on the twenty fifth. The holding camp is on the twenty fifth till the thirtieth, and then the traveling team will be on the thirty first this month. We're going to play against Wales, Italy, and Spain. Yeah, that's the next tour we have for 15th. For 7th, I think there will be Dubai, but I, I don't know the date yet. But I don't think I will be there as much as I have 15th. Other commitments? Other commitments, no. Not. Other than school, no. Tell me about school. What are you doing there? I'm doing sports management at University of Waterford, Sulu, uh, yeah, in East London. And what's and the, what's the end goal there for you? What, what are you What are you wanting to achieve in terms of what it is that you're studying? See, I need to have something in hand for me that whenever I'm done playing, I'll be able to go back with a paperwork and saying that I can be able to apply whatever I have experienced in the field of play to other upcoming youngster. Um, I'll say stars or yes. What's been your highlight, Snentland? I know that, I mean, you took everybody by storm, including yourself, when you scored that hat-trick uh, of tries on debut uh, for South Africa in that World Cup Rugby Sevens match. What, what outside of that, which is a unique achievement and one that we have to be exceptionally proud of, of you, what has really stood out? What's been your one moment that you will always remember? Um... Day in the World Cup. Yeah, generally in, in in your journey as a as a, as a rugby player. Sure. That one thing I do remember. The one outline. Mm-hmm. Just the one. Just the one. Just one. Okay. The one outline I do remember was when I was chasing the one player. I can't remember which team we were playing for. Then I tested what that one player was going to to score a try, and then I tackled her, and we as was it turned over, I got the ball back, and I kicked it over, and then I ran again, and I got the ball just before the the try line, and I just jumped on it, and then it was a try. That is my outline, because I turned over the ball by myself, and then I kicked it over. Let me just say 30, 31 people in the field of play, because I was the only one that side. And I kicked it over, and then I ran past all those people, yes, and then yes. was was a charm. That is crazy. Was that ever captured? Were, were there cameras around? 
Not that I remember of. That's only if uh, I'm not too sure. There will probably be cell phone footage or something. Probably. That is crazy. <laughs> I mean, that that to me already sounds like um, a world beater. And w- w- when you look at, you, you, I talked about Commonwealth Games, uh, you know, there's all sorts of tournaments. What for you, outside of a World Cup, do you have the biggest ambition of excelling in? I think that I just started playing sevens, which that was my first tournament playing World Cup. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't go play for Commonwealth Games and uh, Hong Kong. I didn't play there. So, World Cup it is for now. What about the travelling? Because it takes a lot. I see the men's sevens rugby team. You know, they're up and down all over the entire world representing their country and obviously doing very well indeed. How how do you warm up to all of that traveling? How do I? I mean, how do you warm up to the traveling where all of a sudden uh, you know, you're no longer just going to be confined <laughs> to one space. It's you, it's the airport, it's hotels, it's a training ground in a different part of the world. Because at the end of the day, I'm feeling, you know, I understand, yes. and you have to do well in it. The traveling part is, I wouldn't say it's amazing, because it's tiring. And, yeah, man, it's good to experience and to meet new people, obviously. Now, so passport understand? Yeah, that's actually the greatest part. But... So it's different. getting free food and all that. job-wise. When you talk about and you're right. I mean, it is a job. Do you find it also financially fulfilling or do you think there's still a big gap between the women and the men? I big gap cool. I know what it takes. big gap. Pick a pick. Pick a pick a pick. You. cool. cool. I'm cool. My own life. That big. I'm cool. 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 And No, we don't have money. Okay, Give me numbers, now. I mean, what what are the numbers like in terms of the difference? But we are Zuti. I'm a in at the Nicolid. I'm sure when I go back, I won't actually. I'm not going to know Colit, but I know I'll change the serious. But that's wrong, though. I mean, it, it, it needs to change. The, the world has come around. I mean, there have been people like, uh, you know, Abo Serena Williams that have fought for women's tennis players to be on equal par with the men's tennis players. And they've had to be 
literally ambassadors of fighting for equality in sport amongst both men and women. Let me let me quickly just take Usbu. Usbu's calling us uh, from Durban. Uh, good evening, Usbu. Hi, Ruby. How's it? I'm great, thanks, man. Usne is here. Yes. No, Usne, uh, uh, good evening. Just a quick question, Ruby. Um, I just want to know how much support do women's rugby uh, get from, from uh, provincial or be it uh, south? Because what I've noticed, I've attended a lot of games, especially in Deben, when the provincial uh, ladies are playing. They don't even play in, in Kings Park. They always play at KP2, which is outside the main field. How, I mean, how do they feel about that? Do they feel that treated equally or, or they are sort of like um, treated as um, amateurs in a way? Because uh, listening to the ladies, provincial ladies were complaining that they, they don't even get um, what you call this uh, transport money, from, from especially in Guadalajara. Yeah. And then one was, was basically, well, they were not talking to me, but I overheard when they were talking that they cannot even get money for transport to go to training, you know. All those kind of things. Do they get enough support from the province, and uh, how is it different when they play e- national rugby? Okay, nice one. Thank you so much, Spoo. Uh, basically, it's there. Just asking about your training that you don't really train at the stadium. Yes, at Kings Park, you use those outfields, laying a pine, yeah. and and whether yeah. or not you get any support as far as money for transport uh, to the venue for training, etc. Yeah. Nothing to a person say we don't actually use them in stadium, you understand? Yeah. We don't we don't use them in even I remember even the time we were playing I think yes, we were playing for border. Can't you see the Pagatu Stadium? The day I was actually got sick, Sajalanga Pant in a con. I don't know if it was because it was a friendly, but again if it was for guys, somebody's too much friendly. But with the Langa Pagat. Yeah. And then us I don't know if when And then Masubuti for a transport money. transport money, right? Yes, correct. Yes, transport money. Before, when I was there, we used to get uh, transport money. But exactly transport money. So let's say something will lose a then you then you even a big problem because I'll now. So you get exactly something. To, to go to Indian Campac. If we lose five grand over the camp, we have to take a Then we think I time ready. My lebuni go yona. Maso pindo fuza fuzi. I say na ni mandeni o melu chikelekin. Yabo. But guloniaga ahead. We have to bring the transport money enough. Hmm. Yeah. Wow. You know what, Sne? You are somebody that really makes us extremely proud. We are delighted to begin this conversation with you and to make South Africans know about your extreme talent. And I'm sure we're going to have plenty more chats. And hopefully if you do come around to Johannesburg, we can uh, lay out the red carpet for you, have you here in studio, <laughs> so that we can <laughs> engage with you further. Because there's so many lessons for all of us to learn from your journey. And it's only in the beginning. I mean, that's what excites me, is that your age just makes it all so exciting that the road ahead is there, but you're already achieving so much uh, at this stage here. But from all of us here, Metro FM, Radio 2000, we wish you a very, very good journey. And no, which is Begile Saswami, and we're very proud. You'll be, you'll be back. Trust me. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So thanks so much uh, to Stentan Lashosi.
when you come back from a break, you're going to chat all things to do with the room dividers with the one and only Tanda Banana.